Now let us talk to the man who knows blunders better than most because he's committed one of them. <laughs> Paul Teron from Best Act. Admit your blunder and let us move on. No, exactly. I thought I'd lead with this. You know, we have seen some uh, bad drama with Pinnacle on the stock market this week. You know, the story you've been talking about it. Well, I am part of a TV show on CNBC Africa called Hot Stocks. It airs 8 o'clock every evening on the channel. Very popular. You should watch it sometime. What we do is we pick hot stocks. And like four days before the debacle broke, we decided, myself and my guest that particular evening, that Pinnacle was the hottest stock we could think of. And we bought it in our portfolio and told our last 7,500 followers to do exactly the same. Genius. <laughs> so that was on what day? I think it was the Monday before the saga. So we basically... So on, the, on the Monday where we had a our stock picker from First Avenue Investment Management come onto the show and call a short um, on, uh, on, uh, on Pinnacle, not because he knew that there was going to be bad news the next morning, but he just said that the fundamentals for this business are ropey. He doesn't like it one little bit. You were buying the share. Paul, Paul, But it must Paul. be said, we had a tiny little position in it. And what do you think I did this week? I waited for it to stabilize, and then when it bounced a little bit, I kicked it out. Gone. Goodbye. Good night. So you've taken your loss. You know, it? it's like when your dog makes a turd in the kitchen. What do you do? You kick the dog out. Uh, it's, it's a mess, isn't it? I mean, not, not the dog, uh, Pinnacle. Um, it starts the week at 20 bucks. Um, the news breaks on uh, Tuesday morning that uh, their, a senior executive has been accused of trying to bribe a police officer and has been charged with that in the Commercial Crimes Court. Share price falls 24%. Uh, the chief executive says, no, it's a personal matter. Um, the share price falls another 24% on Wednesday. No, it's still a personal matter. Mm. Um, it, it did bounce nicely yesterday, and today there was a bit of a recovery. And I've seen management going in and buying shares mm. isn't the rule that when a hot stock falls sharply for reasons that might may or may not be material that you buy more shares have you blundered twice this week first buying it uh, and then well, losing money and then look it's possible but remember we don't know how far this goes uh, to use the kitchen analogy again when you find one cockroach it's normally <laughs> the case that there are a few others there's a business that makes money from consulting relationships and selling hardware to yeah. government departments. So if that was their modus operandi, and I'm not saying it is, it's all untested allegations. Sure. But that's the reason why the it share just, price has fallen is because some many people have made the plus same Plus, we're talking about a mid-cap stock that has had quite a lot of buying support from retail investors mm. and some insider buying using leverage. So management gearing up their investments in order to buy more stock. So we've seen this movie before. And I just didn't want to be hanging around to enjoy it. But I'm sure people will make money out of holding this thing on the long side over the next mm. few months. Yeah, it, we watch it very, very closely. It's not a company we watch particularly closely on this show. It's suddenly on our radar in a very big way. But wait, there is more. Um, infomercials in Canada. They, Canada is one of the most, it's lovely and it's peaceful and it's nice and it's pretty. But it is one of the more boring places on earth. I think they find infomercials there quite exciting. <laughs> Look, the reason I wanted to talk about this story is that there's quite a lot of diet advice out there. You know, it's not uh, too hard to find a diet advice book, you know. They're just exhausting to read. <laughs> yeah. And in this country, we're currently going through one of those fad phases where uh, Tim Noakes' book getting a lot of attention and everybody's ranting and raving about sugar and so on. But I just wanted to point out this thing can go a little bit too far. There's a guy called Kevin Trudeau in Canada who's a very popular and high-profile figure. He does infomercials. He wrote a book which was called The Weight Loss Cure They Don't Want You to Know About. And he then, you know, put a whole lot of garbage in the book. It's got secrets like go for a walk for an hour every day, limit your food intake, get a gypsy curse. I like that one. Get a gypsy curse to save weight. 
But in any event, he was warned by the Canadian authorities to stop making these absurd claims and to stop selling the book, but he just proceeded like it was, you know, yeah. no interest to him. They racked up $49 million in sales, so a judge basically slapped him with $37 million worth of fines, which he didn't pay, and now he's been sent to jail for 10 years. Good. So he's going to be experimenting with a prison diet for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the British, um, they, they took our cullen and diamond and they stuck it in the Queen's crown. Um, and then they've took the best idea we've had in coin production for a long time. Our five-rank coin has got a, a sort of coppery piece with surrounded by a silver yeah. piece, two metals. They've introduced a two-pound coin or a one-pound coin that looks the same. What coin is it? A one-pound coin? It's a one-pound one coin. So you're right. It's got two metals. Uh, it's got not a round edge, you know, like round the side, the circle. It's got 12 facets. So it's not completely round and it will feel different when you're holding it. It's expensive to manufacture and relatively hard. And the Brits, of course, are making a big fuss about how this makes the coin very secure and hard to forge. In fact, they came out this week and said, you know, we're several paces ahead of the forgers. But I don't know. I just got to thinking about that. Like forgers, right? They're going to take trouble to forge money. They're not going to start with a one pound coin. They're going to go for the hundred pound note, you idiots. <laughs> you only have a yeah, what do they think? The crooks are like, you know, Scrooge McDuck. They want to play with their fake coins. The banknotes, please. The banknotes. Focus on the banknotes. They only have 50-pound banknotes. And if you do in the UK hand over a 50-pound banknote because when you're getting foreign exchange, you get 50-pound banknotes. People look at you as if you're a bank robber uh, because there are there's a huge forgery problem. But, yeah, if you think that South Africans would probably want to forge the one-pound coins because they're worth like 17 <laughs> rand 70 each. No, that's, that's a good point. That's a coin worth forging. If you're going to forge a coin, forget the two-rand coins. Do the 17 rand 70 coins. Um, let's move on to Dominic Strauss-Kahn. He's the guy who got fired from the IMF because he behaved incredibly inappropriately in a hotel room with a chambermaid. Exactly. But, you know, that case got settled. Uh, the, the, the chambermaid got an undisclosed amount and uh, Dominic Strauss-Kahn got a mint on his pillow. <laughs> but he's back. Yes, he's back. What? He's no longer... You can't keep a good man down. Come on, Bruce. He's looking to raise $2 billion to start a hedge fund. There you go. So from head of the IMF, shoe in for the French presidency, then the drama in New York... But the hedge fund, I kid you not, it's basically like a global macro fund and they're selling this thing like they're going to invest based on Dominique's analyses. So, you know, he's just bulletproof, this guy. They're concentrating the fundraising efforts in Asia. I don't know, maybe the Asians are more gullible than idiotic. Sounds okay, I suppose, but I still think it's unadvisable if you have a vagina to go anywhere close no. to him. And frankly, the hedge fund, I mean, the hedge fund... I would, but, I mean, maybe we should look on the bright side. He's going to focus exclusively on raping his clients from now on. No, 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 no. Um, we've got South African companies that do business in Russia. Um, Standard Bank sold a bank in Russia. Um, SAB Miller's got breweries there. Uh, Naspass has got uh, internet companies there. Uh, Richemont has got jewelry businesses there. It, it sells its jewels. Barlow World has got heavy move, truck moving equipment, earth moving equipment there. South African companies do business in Russia. It must be a very good place to do business. Not really. Uh, no, not really. You know, I mean, Russia is uh, a tricky place to operate. Uh, many people go there and find that the rule of law is not quite as um, secure as you'd like. And, of course, now the Russians have invaded Crimea. So, you know, it's not good. 
look, it's good in a way because now we have Russia back as the enemy. We'll probably get one or two good James Bond movies out of it. <laughs> but, uh, and the ruble is down, Bruce. So unattached men out there listening to our show tonight, order your brides now. I think they're on special. <laughs> but it's starting to get real up there in Russia because, you know, Visa and MasterCard apparently have been told to shut down yep. in Russia. That's interesting. Now, nobody, of course, in their right minds would visit Russia. So it's not really relevant for foreigners wanting to use their Visa and MasterCards there. Ah, the, come on, be fair. There's probably one or two that want to go to St. Petersburg. But it's a huge problem for Russians who want to travel in the rest of the world because now their banks can't issue them with those cards anymore. And what are you going to do when you get out there? Precisely. Take your stash of rubles, I suppose. But, uh, you know, I'm just fed up with Russia. I just don't like this kind of behavior. I've canceled my monthly order of babushka nesketing dolls, you know, those little wooden ones, <laughs> until Russia gets its monstrous ass out of Russia. Out of Crimea. Out of Crimea. No, it's just done. So business in Russia, avoid it. There go we go. Short. Let's get out.